In some places in the ancient world, the ancient world of the scriptures, the body and all its functions were seen as corrupt, unclean, of the dark nether world. And institutional religion developed ritual practices for doing what it could to purify the body, especially the female body. These practices probably had some value, I think, in terms of imposing hygienic procedures, but they also reinforced the idea that women's bodies and their functions were inferior and dirty. The ceremony of purification of a woman 40 days after giving birth was one of those rituals developed to do what it could do to restore a woman to some semblance of worthiness. In Luke's Gospel, the purification of Mary, the mother of God, and the rite of presentation of the firstborn son are conflated. They wouldn't usually happen together, but in this Gospel they do. The firstborn son of every good Jewish woman was to be dedicated solely to God. However, there was a ritual ceremony whereby parents could buy back the child by giving money and burnt offerings in the temple. That is what Mary and Joseph were doing in this Gospel. They are presenting their firstborn son to be redeemed with silver and burnt offerings, and Mary is undergoing purification after the birth. Hence, Jesus is an infant at this moment. Today we are also celebrating the Feast of Candlemas, or Candle Mass, when all the lights of the church are blessed. Candlemas is celebrated at this time because it is between the winter solstice and the vernal equinox, when the hint of spring is in the air. And for that particular reason, the Feast of St. Bridget, or St. Bride, as she is perhaps more properly called, is also celebrated. So we are celebrating St. Bride, and Candlemas, and the Presentation, and the Purification. Bride is the feminine equivalent of the Trinity in the ancient Celtic spiritual tradition. She is the patron of fertility, and poetry and imagination. She and her two sisters, whose names are also Bridget, are triplicates. One sister is the patron of healers, especially midwife healers, and the other is the patron of smiths, of things made to farm the land. Now, Bride is an amazing woman. She is thought to be the foster mother of Jesus, and this is so even though she lived 400 years after Jesus. She is depicted famously in a painting by John Duncan in 1913, being carried from her bed asleep by two angels to the Holy Land so that she can serve as the midwife of Jesus. She's also depicted as bearing two candles ahead of Mary going into the temple for purification. So you can see the connection between bride and light and candles and candlemas and fertility. Celtic Christianity emphasized the continuity between the earth and the human body. We are made of the clay of earth, and our feelings come from that earth. The body, then, like the earth, responds to light, the light of the coming spring, the light of the sun. There is no shame in the Celtic body because it is from the earth, which is a sign of God's imagination. The earth is wild and beautiful because it springs from the mind of God. The body is beautiful then, and it lives in the soul. 
there were no ritual purification ceremonies, but there were wild fertility rites. The Celts celebrated that which the Jews purified. We have these two traditions flowing through us. The Celtic celebration of all things wild and earthly and bodily, and the Judaic prescription for scrupulous care of the body. But both of them have been sorely overshadowed by the medieval Christian condemnation of the body and all that it does. And I don't need to tell you how our preoccupation with the desires of the body have led to social and emotional distress. We see it everywhere. Moreover, our attempts to control the body have led to efforts to control the earth. And those attempts to control the body and to control the earth by making them do things they were never designed to do has always been catastrophic. Luckily, we've had brave and wonderful saints and prophets to call us back to right relationship with ourselves and the earth. And so it is when we come to the Feast of Saint Bride, that time-traveling bringer of light, that we can take time to rejoice. We can, together with the ancient Celtic peoples, be in awe of the endless turning of the seasons, which bring us new lands, new crops, new stirring of the blood. It is good to feel the rivers of time and tide running through us. That unity allows us to remember what our ancestors learned and to ponder what our descendants will learn because we are all made of the same earth and the earth holds the memory of God. That unity we have with the earth and with God means that we can feel the thirst of the earth now yearning for the rain searching for the water which will allow the tiny seeds to leap toward the light again. In that feeling, we can understand that we must do whatever we can to conserve and preserve the precious life of the earth in the absence of the rain. The Episcopal Church, our church, is asking us to remain faithful to that clay from which we were formed and upon which we depend by, be, be, by being careful with our water. Our predecessors in California decided that we should not remain a desert and engineered the natural water so that we should live in an oasis instead. The cost of that oasis is very high. And now when the drought is here, it may be too high. Who knows? We don't know. But we can feel the need to try to fix what we have engineered. We can see the stress in the trees and the fields and the rivers without salmon. Today, when we celebrate the coming of the light in Jesus at the temple and the feast of the bringer of fertility and light, St. Bridget, surely we must give some thought and prayer to how we must care for those environmental processes which we have tried to control. Simeon, the old prophet who had been waiting for so long, knew not when he saw the family, but when he held the infant, he knew through his skin and his nose and his old eyes that the light had come into the world. He and the infant were of the same clay, after all. That's the miracle and the mystery of the incarnation, that God took on that clay form so that we might recognize divinity. 
Today we celebrate the dawn of spring and the coming of light. And like Simeon, we are waiting for that sign which will tell us that God remembers us. Like Simeon, we need human touch to tell us. And like us, the earth waits for our touch to tell it that we remember it. May the healing powers of St. Bridget's presence help us to touch the earth with love. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.